baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free to play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This episode of Tag's Podcast, episode 119, is sponsored by BlueChew.com. BlueChew is the first chewables with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. And Tag's Podcast listeners, listen up. Get your order, first order, free. That's right. Go to BlueChew.com and use the promo code TAGS. That's T-A-G-S. Just pay for the $5 shipping. It's BlueChew.com, promo code TAGS, T-A-G-S. Hey, hey, it's Steve Rodriguez, host of TAGS Podcast, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex. I'm your host, like I said, Steve Rodriguez with episode 119 on on this episode this is your wrap up of season four i am giving you my version of the best of so stay tuned for that so if you're new to the show this is the episode to listen to to get my picks you're going to listen to some quotes and some actual memorable moments from season four which launched in the spring of 2019 But before we get into the countdown of all of those episodes, stay tuned for season five. I am so excited. It premieres next Tuesday, September 10th, and you can expect some new changes to the show. Don't worry if you're a fan of the show already, you can expect the show to remain in its for the most part, format. No worries on that. But some really good, as you can imagine, we're always trying to strive for to be better and to grow. And we are doing that on Tags Podcast. So stay tuned for next Tuesday. One note that you can do to help us out is follow us on social media. When you follow us, you'll keep up with us during the week. Uh, The the rest of the week when we're not having a show, I post a lot of videos on Instagram. I'm going to be a lot more active on Twitter and, of course, our Facebook page. You can follow us at at Tags Podcast, T-A-G-S Podcast, and follow up on all of the daily happenings that are going on, as well as Patreon. We, uh, If you're a current member, you can expect some new reformatted perks. I'm really excited about that. 
expect all that on the premiere, but let's just get into season four. And wow, what a great year. One of the things that made season four so special for me as the creator and host of Tag's podcast was that we celebrated our 100th episode. And if you know anything about podcasts, it's all about consistency and changing and growing, hearing your audience, making changes when potentially you've said something wrong or your audience has pointed out something. And just in general, having an ear to the pavement of gay sexuality, which is our topic, of course, and reporting in on those things, as well as being real and honest with our audience. And so season four really allowed us to dig deeper in that. And one of the things was our live broadcast at Rebar. Rebar is a bar here in New York City where we record the show. And the show, I have to say, as my number one pick to share with you, it wasn't my favorite episode, although the iconic nature of having a 100th episode was... But for technical reasons, there was, and I'm kind of a perfectionist when it comes to this, my co-host can uh, can back me up on that, but it wasn't the best episode in terms of quality. However, there were a couple things on this episode, aside from being the 100th episode, that made it special that I wanted to share with you. One of them was, we had three guests on that episode But one of them that wasn't promoted was my dear friend, one of my best friends here, who's become one of my best friends, Gregory Nalbone. If you follow at Gregory Nalbone, you'll see what an iconic nature man that he is. And I brought him up on the stage because he was our very first premiere guest on Tag's Talk About Gay Sex podcast. So here's Gregory Nelbone and that episode of episode 100. Before we bring out our, before we bring out our next guest, I just want to shout out. We have so many people uh, in the audience that have been on the show. One of them was our very first guest, uh, Gregory Nelbone. If you would mind, can I drag you up here real quick for a quick hot he's, second? He's shaking his head saying no. <laughs> can you come over here? Yes. <laughs> He was our very first guest of the Talk About Gay Sex podcast ever. Hi. You're photogenic. Hi. You're photogenic. How are you doing? Hello. People, welcome, Gregory <laughs> Nelbone. Hi, um, Steve. Hi. Yeah, People should know, if you follow Gregory, like a lot of us do, he's got like... 400,000 followers or some... Uh, 15 people. (laughs) 15 followers? (laughs) Thanks for being one of the first uh, guests of the entire... You're welcome. That was was like a while ago. You came... Can you hear me on that? Uh, Hold hold the mic a little closer. Hello. There. Now we can. There you go. You've come a long way in a year, right? Hello. Yes. (laughs) Wow. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Episode one. Episode one. Exactly. So we'll have you on every hundred episodes. How's that? Wow. (laughs) Real quick, um, what can you tell us? You have like a new fragrance or something coming out? Can can you really hear me? Okay, I hear hear nothing. Uh, Yeah, I'm doing, uh, you know, my passion for fragrances has been really strong like all my life. So I'm collaborating with a, uh, a very big perfume company and I'm developing my own fragrance and also a candle. A companion candle to go with it. Nice. And so, awesome. Juicy. Did I tell you that? I told you. Yeah. You didn't. No, I, he told me. 
So. Very cool. Well, we will check that out. Yeah, um, thank you. Thank you so much for coming up yeah. here and, and being our first guest. Good. Congratulations. And, uh, you know, I can look forward to the and, next uh, 100 episodes. And, 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 <laughs> where, where, and where can people follow you, Gregory? Uh, you can follow my cats on Instagram. <laughs> yes. yes. I just love Gregory Nelbone. You expect I will report in when he has that fragrance and candle launch. It, 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 you can expect that really soon, but follow him at Gregory Nelbone. The other moment that stands out in this episode, episode 100, if you want to go back and listen to it, it was our live broadcast at Rebar in Chelsea, was our guest Luca and he goes by Luca XX. And Luca is somebody that I met here in one of the bars dancing at the cock. And listen to what he had to say because in this new era of porn, social media, the way we consume our porn, the way we approach everybody is kind of a social media star in their own right, he actually approached his porn the opposite direction. So in other words, a lot of porn stars that have at least been on our show have, have maintained their status on the studio status. In other words, they'll continue to work with the studios, but then they've started an only fans page, a just for fans page. And in Luca's case, he hadn't worked with, any studios, but he had started his only fans or just for fans actually. And he went the other direction. And aside from just turning it around, there is something about Luca that is unapologetic, that is living his best life. And I just had to share this moment with him talking about what he is currently doing. Listen here. You started your Just For Fans page, and you're kind of going in the different direction where now studios are actually coming to you to offer you parts in their in their porns, Yeah, correct? I think that's what we were talking last time, um, which is, it feels like a lot of porn stars will be famous on camera, and then they're opening the Just For Fans, and I feel Just For Fans is, uh, is helping me to get a more, as you said, like, adult entertainment it's kind of like the opposite direction. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the opposite so of what most people do. They're casting from your own videos that you make for yourself. Yes, so. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> I know one of the quotes that I read about you that I copied down was you said you always wanted to be a porn star. Yeah, I feel like since I've been in New York City and I've been go-go dancing a lot, I wanted to explore my sexuality a lot, and I think porno is a fantastic way to get that expression out. Uh, and so I was like, let's just do Just For Fans. I started my Twitter page, uh, and I got to meet a lot of porn star friends. And uh, now it's coming to reality. I was in Los Angeles, and I filmed uh, two porno. I filmed one in New York. I'm really happy. What, what studio did you film with? Uh, we did Dutra, um, Cataracts then, and... Um, a cute one was uh, Pits and Pubes, because I'm European and hairy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that it's kind of nice because you can choose your partner when you're filming. When you're making it yourself. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, a yeah, friend of mine invites you for a cappuccino, because he's Italian as well, and he got a coffee with you, and they'll decide if you want to film with you or not, which I think is very smart. Okay. Oh, so that's the interview process. I yeah. love it. <laughs> It's uh, not pulling so out your like dick a, or your ass. You kind of like a Starbucks interview, yeah. And you go to, yeah, you got so a fancy espresso. Cappuccino first, dick later. Dick later, yes. yes. Cream later, too. 
I, yes. Food, yes. yes. And it's the food. safe word. Um, do you have any tips for us, like, amateurs, for if we want to shoot our own porn? Like, what's, I mean, is lighting important? Oh, or? yeah, we talk about, so, um, I think most of the porno star and the people that are doing it, 2 to 3 p.m., it's a good time, and the lighting are great. Oh, you mean natural lighting? Yeah. Okay. Natural lighting, perfect for so your face. So you gotta get it together before. So it has to be by a window. So by a window. Uh, and then northern lighting. Um, one of those beautiful light for iPhones. The like eighty dollar. Like these glam lights. Yeah, like eighty seventy dollar. You can find them online. Worth the investment. And they work really well. Yes. The other thing is a job. So a lot of people start that as, oh, it's cute. I'm gonna fuck everybody in New York City. That's a porno star. And it's there's, there's a lot the of real, work that goes yeah, into it. Of, like you have to edit yeah. your own, you have to edit your own movie. You have to um, think about point of view. Think about a storyline if you want a storyline. Sound. Sound. Sound angles. Overdubbing. Uh, so all of that's that. A lot. It's a lot of job. It's, it's, you're, you're producing a film. The then you are, um, <laughs> you're producing a film. Yeah, you're putting out on Pornhub yeah. to make sure that people uh, see your clips. You put it out on Twitter. You can decide if you want your Instagram to be part of your life or not. Uh, so it's, it's a lot. But it's fun to do it, and you can express yourself. So with the loss of Tumblr, um, have you found that Twitter is your new go-to yeah. to promote your yeah. Just for Fans? I think like Tumblr people and porn has been floated into Twitter. <laughs> oh, Twitter yeah. Twitter's changed a lot since. Yes. I have a separate account just for the porn. Yeah, see? <laughs> and I, and actually, we were talking about Twitter, how sometimes that's an instrument for a company to find you. So I have people that have Just for Fans and Twitter and company I'm contacting, contacting them to film with them. I think the biggest change in the porno industry is a lot of people like amateur video. And then the second thing, um, and that's come from a lot of porno star friends, uh, they feel like the porno industry is abusing them a little bit too much. And so they have a little bit more yeah. freedom. Control. And they don't feel right. like a slave at where they're working. They feel who, like a human Who you're being. gonna work with, what scenes you're gonna do. All of that, yeah, you can choose that yourself. Yeah, I, I want to be in the porn industry, I want to be part of it, but I think we can create a better porn industry. I was talking with Steve, like, I like the idea of the camera because I would like to create eventually a company. There are companies out there already, but a company that focuses more on diversity. So, for instance, mm -hmm. why, you know, the black guys have to be the top all the time? Can you be the bottom for once? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just love Luca XX. Definitely look out for episode 100. But moving on, let's get to my next episode that I really bonded with or I actually connected with. And so many of our listeners did too. It was episode 102 with the Bait Coach, B-A-T-E. Listen to him talk about his seminars and talk about his own personal experience with masturbation and how he transfers that information to so many students every week, really expanding upon how we approach masturbation and how we incorporate and make it a little bit deeper and hopefully sexual and meaningful and everything we're looking for. It's episode 102 with The Bait Coach. It's my next top episode for season four.
when someone hears that you're a masturbation coach, uh, didn't we all learn how to masturbate (laughs) when we were young and have been since? Right. So I'm sure there are skeptics out there uh, thinking, why why would I need a masturbation coach? I masturbate just fine. um, During the day, during the night, in the morning. (laughs) In the shower. (laughs) So what I would tell uh, most men at my events is that uh, a lot of men start masturbating the same way. Um, and I'm going to share my masturbation journey. So when I started masturbating, it was very, uh, there was a lot of shame attached to it. It was quiet. It was rushed. Um, so learning how to uh, retrain the brain, um, with my events is, is crucial. So I've been to many, um, events, particularly this one Tantra uh, workshop I went to. And it stuck with me. And uh, the instructor said, the three ingredients to a wonderful uh, sexual experience, whether it's masturbation or, or, or whatever else you would want to do, uh, the three ingredients are breath, uh, movement, and sound. And um, just the whole idea of combining spirituality with sexuality was such an exciting idea to me uh, that I thought, I need to explore this more. Um, in fact, I found myself sort of... So when I was single, I went to a lot of sex parties, of course. Um, it's what I did to sort of find myself. And I discovered that they were getting... A, I, I wouldn't say I was getting bored of them, but they were losing their um, appeal. Uh, they were just getting more uninteresting the more I went. And when I discovered that, you know... There's something out there called Tantra where, where you can fuse spiritual and sexual energy together. Um, I would start masturbating to uh, nude yoga videos where men were very um, supportive of each other. There was a lot of like naked hugging and partner work, and that was so erotic to me. So I sort of surprised myself uh, that I was finding this arousing, that there didn't have to be any, you know, fucking or sucking. Like there were just literal men hugging each other nude and and this was for your own experience correct not, not necessarily for um this is before you got into teaching and so forth correct yeah i would i would uh check out those events as well like partner yoga and um tantric retreats and such and um yeah some of it worked for me and some of it didn't and um I think that's sort of what you do in life. Like, you know, if some if something affects you positively, you keep the positive stuff and sort of get rid of what didn't work for you. Once again, that was episode 102 with The Bait Coach. I'm hoping to see him this week here in New York City. Moving on to our countdown, I'm going to get into that. By the way, all of these episodes, you can listen to them in their entirety on all podcast platforms. So check that out. Another note, we are launching season five of tags podcast next tuesday september 10th some exciting changes are coming as well as our new patreon page so check out for that it is season five of tags podcast next tuesday september 10th moving on with our countdown of the best episodes of season four in my opinion host steve rodriguez here it was episode 105 it was with special guest mike fisher Mike Fisher is a documentarian with his current documentary, Cherry Grove Stories. It's such a good documentary. You can see it on all 
platforms. I think if you just go to iTunes or any of the um, video on demand services, you can uh, watch it. It's so good about our history and legacy, particularly in the 50th anniversary that we're still celebrating of Stonewall. So much in that film, in this interview, listen to Mike talk a little bit about uh, his actual experience, things that you didn't hear in the actual film. I'm just going to give you a little tidbit in hopes that if you didn't hear it already, you'll go back and listen to it. This was episode 105, just a snippet of my interview. No, because Cherry Grove is a small community, so I get to know everyone there. So when you watch the film, you'll see that the people are very relaxed with me because we're friends. Mm -hmm. So I could really dig deep into their stories. And I think it was important for me to get the older people generation because they're going away yeah and those those stories die with them which i think is so tragic because i don't believe that young gay people are presented with that information i think as a rule today young gay people are presented with aids or whatever you know and it's sort of horrible presented with health issues before they're presented with anything else right and i wanted it to be sort of a celebration of what it was like back then because even with all the like animosity and hatred towards the gays, these people managed to really have a great time. Yeah. And everyone I spoke to really enjoyed being out there at the time when they were there. So um, that was it. And I wanted to get a cross-section of everybody. Well, you ask everybody else on the film, but what's, when was your first year that you came oh. to Cherry Grove? Because it sounds like it's also your community. Well, I used to go to Sagaponic, and I was at a party, and people were talking about Renaissance art and pushing their socks down mm-hmm. and wearing Bermuda shorts, and I said, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to Cherry Grove, because I said to somebody, what is sort of the trashiest gay place you could ever imagine? And they said, go to Cherry Grove. And I went, and I fell in love with it. It was 1985. 1985, wow. Had the AIDS epidemic already reached the island yet? It had, and I was sort of at the the middle of it to the peak of it. So I talk about, in a whole other situation, I spoke to this person about how you would walk through the meat rack, and all you would see was piles of ashes and roses, because Mm -hmm. everybody wanted to be buried in the meat rack. Right, me included. Yeah, because it really did... Do you want to be buried in the meat rack? Right. It really did represent a place of ultimate sexual freedom, which at that time period didn't exist. Hey, Steve Rodriguez here, host and creator of Tags Podcast, serving you the countdown of season four with season five coming up and launching next Tuesday, September 10th. But before we move on any further, I have to share with you my new favorite secret in bed. It's Blue Chew. You can go to bluechew.com, which is simply the first chewables with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Plus, it really does work. Actually, it works faster than pills, up to twice as fast. It did for me. Plus, it really seemed to last for hours whenever I was stimulated. It can be taken on a full or empty stomach and the online physician consult. Well, it's quick, easy, and free. I love the discreet packaging and the easy little packets that I can carry with me when I want that extra confidence and when I want to last longer. Guys, it's perfect for that first date. So Tags Podcast listeners, guess what? Your first order is free. Yep, free. Just go to bluechew.com and use our promo code TAGS, T-A-G-S. Just pay the $5 shipping. Go to bluechew.com and use our promo code TAGS, T-A-G-S. Chew it and do it. 
Love that interview. You can go to cherrygrovestories.com to find out more about that documentary. Moving on to our next countdown episode. It's episode 108. It features one of my favorite people, Lincoln, who you're going to be hearing a lot more from in season five. I'm very excited about that. One of the things on this episode as that I really liked was we talk about a place called Heart Island that I didn't know very much about. It was predominant during the AIDS crisis and a place where people uh, were buried and the city didn't tell people about. So it was, you'll learn more about that. We learned about it on the episode of Pose on FX. But one of the things that we're going to be doing more in season five is taking your questions. And although we are not licensed, trained therapists, we do have an opinion. And well, Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. That's what we want, kind of want to do more is give or take, give her advice like friends do, like guys do to each other when we are contemplating and working through this crazy sex world uh, life as it may be. This is episode 108, eight, excuse me, 108, and we had somebody write in. You will hear me read the uh, the share the story of somebody that wrote into us and the advice and that we shared with them. It's episode 108. He writes, so I'm a 40 year old bottom that has never had fun hooking up and I'm sort of at wit's end and don't know how to change things for whatever time I have left being sexually active. To make a long story short, I am an average looking guy, though some people say I'm attractive, more on the thin side, and I have almost zero... Um, 0% to 0.1% in experience hooking up, I think is what he meant to say. Pretty much when I have tried to hook up, I usually have to message hundreds of guys before I find a match. And by the time I find a match, my mood has changed as I feel so rejected and I have overcome my fear of rejection. So my fear of rejection has been cemented in me as I have been struggling with this for 20 years. Sex therapy is not working. I am insecure about my body as I feel that the uh, the hook, the um, sorry, 
um, he has a burning topic for us, which has been driving him nuts. And uh, Sorry, I just lost my place there. Uh, he's insecure about his body as he feels that the hookup apps are... There are so many hot and good-looking guys that he doesn't think anyone would want to hook up with him when there are so many other choices. So I end up using drugs to deal with my fear of rejection so I can go through with the hookup, but the drugs don't work anymore. Um, he's decided to get sober, which is good, but it's still uh, left with his fear of rejection. He doesn't um, know how he can overcome this. And again, it's just a lot of history of perceived rejection. So um, he's terrified and you get the you point. Know, yes. You, you, see, you see this in the gay community a lot, unfortunately. You know, um, you, you see it in the gay community that, you know, people, you, people are insecure, just to start with, because you were raised in a hostile environment. You're a gay, you're a gay man, and you were raised in a straight environment. You know, you, you were told you're, oh well, you're going to grow up and get married and have children and blah blah blah. Okay, so you're insecure to start with. You then go out into the gay world. You feel you're average looking, and whether you know, it's it's all a matter of your own perception. You feel you're average looking, and all these other people are more gorgeous than you. So why would they want you? You know, that's you know the. These are self-esteem things, which many of us, I think, we all we all all suffered from. from. Even the guy you probably think that's really good-looking and hot, yeah, has in his insecurities. Believe it or not, a lot of the guys that go to the gym and work out endlessly, they do that because they're insecure and they feel they have to be prettier. It's called the Adonis complex. Exactly. Exactly. Are you sure you're going to want to hear my right ahead, Lincoln? First of all, he said that he went to therapy about this, correct? Yes. Which is a big bravo for him. Yes, yes absolutely. I'm, down. I'm going to quote uh, from Whoopi Goldberg's latest book, Hire Someone. Straight up, hire an escort, hire someone that is on your terms. You play things out with them. You will get over your hump. Mm-hmm. If you're spending hours and hours on apps well, uh, and doing drugs to hook up with people randomly on apps, yeah. why not trust a professional that knows what they're doing that will get you over that hump? It might be controversial. It might like not that. be legal. But in my opinion, you find someone online who likes to tickle your toes in a certain way. You might be married, monogamous. You might have a boyfriend. You might be single. You might be insecure, whatever. There is someone out there who's going to tickle your toe the way you want them to exactly. and why pull down your self-esteem and sex therapy and many years of childhood when you just want someone to tickle the toe. So yeah. hire someone to do it. And, and the apps, the apps like suck. That. I'm sorry. Like and the, it saves so much time. Yeah, yes. the, the apps <laughs> It's wild card on top of wild card on top of drug use on top of yeah. Uh, to well, me, I mean, I've I said a million times I do horrible on the apps, and it's which is why I like to go out and meet people. And right. that, of course, would be my advice. But that being said, many people that are insecure right. don't do well going out and about. I took me a while, but now I'm fine going about out by myself, mm-hmm. and I find I meet great people, and they're yeah. not always people I'm going to hook up with, but they're people that. I, ha- I connect with, and mm-hmm. I love that human well, interaction. We met at a bar. We met at a bar. And I met I Gregory mean, in a bar. You know, I meet tons of people that way. Mutual friend of ours. And you tense. don't know who they know who you meet in a bar. But if this guy is shy, if this guy, right. he sounds like there's a lot going on there. And, yeah. and listen, I'm not 
advocating for illegal pain, whatever. I, I just think well, that there in are, New York it might be legal. But it might be legal, but there are people but, out there that will do that. It's it's like going to therapy to me. Right. I see it you know, as this. And, and you know, kudos to this guy for first of all realizing that you know, hey, I want to fix this. So reaching kudos, out, kudos for reaching out to a therapist. Kudos for for giving up the drugs because that never makes it better. You know? I was going to say the thing so, about the drugs too. I think it's great that he's trying to be sober with this yeah. because that is a slippery slope, obviously, mm-hmm. and never really seems to make it better. I'm not saying drugs are good, you know, whatever. I'm just saying if you're using drugs to try and make something right that's not been working, it's right. probably going to really snowball downward. If you have self-esteem issues too, the drugs make it worse. And yeah, absolutely. Really make right, it it's worse. cheating. I mean, listen, so. certain people can have two drinks and get over a hump and move on, but that's the minority, not the majority. Mm-hmm. Especially yes. if it's a really addictive right. drug. Yes, yes, exactly. That's working against you. So that was a lot of fun, and I love Lincoln's honesty. You can expect to hear Lincoln so much more on season five. That's going to be exciting. Uh, By the way, take advantage of BlueChew.com. It's free. Go to BlueChew.com and it really does work. Actually, I'm not even joking about that. I was hard for like a long time. Whenever I was stimulated the next day, I think if you go to BlueChew.com and use your promo code TAGS, T-A-G-S, it's free. And this consultation thing that I talk about on the ad it's pretty easy. You just go through that and it really does come in these discrete packaging. So I cannot recommend that enough. Moving on. I have to say our next, my next favorite episode in the countdown of season four was episode 110. It was our world pride episode and it was live y'all. One of the things I love doing about live is we really get to kind of reformat the show. It's much more interactive. We have a lot more guests, I think, because it's the nature of the show that, you know, we need to keep it moving. We're not in a studio setting. I like doing it. This time I opted to do it in, um, I live in sort of a studio workspace. So we were able to reconfigure where I live and make it into a studio audience, which was so much fun. And it was the first time that I got to control every aspect of, of the live broadcast. So sometimes when we've done it in other locations, you know, you work so hard, but there's only there's only so much. I don't know the venue as well. This was a production that I got to control every single aspect. So if something went wrong, I, of course, could handle it and fix it. And sometimes, as people know that work in production, you don't always have that luxury. I mean, you're at the mercy of a venue and you can do so much. In this particular situation... Every single aspect I controlled, and one of the things I was able to control was our guests. It was, for so many reasons, I encourage you to listen to, if you're new to the show, it's episode 110, you'll hear the whole broadcast. We were really celebrating the 50th anniversary of Stonewall, which, as you can imagine, for all of us, for people in New York, for just historical reasons it was iconic to celebrate that that coming weekend that we recorded this was going to be world pride here in new york city which again 
was so iconic and amazing to be able to be a part of. Uh, the joy, the just, I just can't say it enough. It was, it's been a very special World Pride celebration. And on this episode, so many things. I started the episode off with my co-host telling everybody, including the live audience, that I had came around and I was starting prep and I put the whole bottle on the table that we were talking from. And uh, we talked so much about prep on the show. And so it was cool for me to kind of make that announcement that, you know, I'm currently on prep. I loved all of our guests on that episode. We had a, uh, a sign language for the, the deaf and she, that was really, I think, important for me. And what something I want to continue to work on to be able to convey a traditional podcast, which is what you hear, into other ways, like uh, to, for the deaf community. And, and we had a deaf audience here in the studio, which really appreciated that and gave me hope that I want to continue to work on that. But one of the things that I had, one of the guests that I had on the show, Achilles Yadel, he wrote a book that I encourage you to read called Raised by the Bar. It's a page turner about his coming out and really about his time working as a bartender here in New York City at an iconic bar called G Lounge, which is now Rebar, which if you know anything about our show, that's where we do our live broadcast. So, you know, everything kind of comes full circle, six degrees of separation. Uh, It was very special to me that Achilles was the guest on the show, and I love this book, so I really encourage you to read it. But I shared a story with him and kind of put him on the spot in this next tidbit of episode 110 that you're going to hear where I asked Achilles out on a date and he shares with me why and what that experience was like for him and maybe why we weren't quite a match. Anyways, listen to this. And if you're curious to hear the whole thing, go to episode 110 of Tag's podcast. So I have to say something like I don't know if you remember. I'm just going to put you on the spot, like, but one we did go on a date. Yes, once, we did. I was telling I, Corey about that. And I totally yeah. was waiting to. And we've been talking, and I haven't like yeah. mentioned that. I know it was going to be awkward, but that's what I do. And and yeah, do you remember? <laughs> I met your Basset Hound. I, yes, but I had a Basset Hound Apollo, and we were. Uh, it was in Hell's Kitchen. I think yes, it was on Ninth yes. Avenue. The restaurant. I know, not you were that at. memorable, but for me, for you. No, uh, <laughs> no I, memorable I for me. Memorable for me. No, no, I I, I do remember it. Yes. Anyways, congratulations on this book. <laughs> no, okay, now, now, okay, now, now that he made that face, let me let, let me go ahead and, and and just explain that when we went on the date, it was very uh, it was interesting to me because Steve and I we really hit it off from from the get go. We did, and we were just talking. Whatever the date was, great. The conversation was great. But to me, it felt like I was on a date with myself. I thought we were just so similar. And I was like, I really like this guy and so forth. I guess like he made, we, we could have easily been raised like a year apart in the same household or whatever. Oh, my so, God. How long did you rehearse that answer? Because that's like perfection. I love <laughs> like, just oh, stop bitch, right now. Please. It, 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 it really was how I felt. So it's one of those things. It was like, oh, wow, he's, he's really nice. I, I want to be friends. But then you... 
I think we can all relate to where you meet someone that you don't, in terms of like, let's say the chemistry, sexual chemistry, whatever, it might not be there, but you want it to be there. Yeah. Okay. Just mm-hmm. like on the flip side, where sometimes you feel a sexual chemistry that you, you know don't should want not it to be, be there, there. Yeah. but it's there. Yeah, that's and, true. And, and, and that's why, to me, I always felt that chemistry was something that you can't as much as we might try to create it, yeah. to make it happen, mm-hmm. or sometimes you try to deny it, you're with someone who is safe and secure. Moving on on our countdown for season four of Tag's podcast, as we count down to next week's September 10th, season five launch of Tag's podcast. This next one came from episode 113. It was an interview I did with filmmaker Tomer Heyman, uh, with his film, Jonathan Agassi Saved My Life. It's such a riveting film, and there is rarely a day recently that I don't think about this film because of its honesty, because of the impact it had on me on so many different levels. We are going to be talking a lot more on season five about just drug use and how it can sometimes affect our sex lives in a negative way. Stay tuned for that. But on this film, my, I loved this interview. It was, a, the, like I said, the interview with Tomer Heyman. Uh, we recorded this. He was in Israel, and it was right before his debut of the film at Outfest in Los Angeles. And this Next question that you're going to hear, you're just hearing a tidbit of that. You can go to episode 113 and listen to the whole interview. But it was my question to him was there's an extreme low point in the film that I wanted to know as a filmmaker how he handled that and how the subject, the protagonist, allowed him to shoot this and how that went in the editing room. Listen to this. It's episode 113. There's one scene towards the end where it gets pretty serious. And I know as a documentarian, you're following somebody around, you have full access, but you obviously, you know, you're participating by going to some of these parties, but at times there's one scene, and I don't want to totally give it away where it looks like Jonathan, our subject might need a little bit of help and he might be in some trouble and you do get involved. How Talk a little about what you can about that scene and and how you kind of played that role of documentarian and and when to get involved as I'm assuming you became friends with him when you see he could potentially be in danger. I never been to a situation like this uh, and specific about what you describe right now to put it in the context and without to destroy the movie you know Jonathan started to use very heavy drugs which is a crystal meth called Mr. Tina or GHBG daily basis 24-7 sex drugs sex drugs and using drugs in a very intensive way and tell me hey come with your camera, show me using it, doing it. I want to talk about it. It's part of my life. Tomer, I want you to be there. He by himself, I don't. I can't say force me, but call me and I'm in Israel and say, come to a party that the main issue is using drugs and then sex. Okay. Yeah. Can I stop you? Can I stop you there real quick? What do you think, just if you could share, what do you think that was about? If you could, I mean, what do you think it was about Jonathan that wanted, he knew that you're filming him, that this was going to be documented, that ultimately this is going to be 
most likely shown in one way, shape, or form. What do you think it was about Jonathan that wanted to show everything, including this side, the drug side? There's something very beautiful about Jonathan that he's not sharing only the beauty and the, you know, the perfect moment in life. You really have this mission to share things with people and say, hey, my life is full of complex and I also want you, my fans or my friend, to be with me when I'm down, empty and lonely. But even, I, I, even Jonathan, I think, was not aware how deep he's in problem. And we have to share with, with, with your, with your um, audience that, you know, he started using drugs that create almost like epilepsy uh, situation, which means, you know, you lose completely yourself. You put yourself in danger. You might die from it. People are dying from it. And you have to understand, first time I was shocked. Third time I was still shocked. After 20, 40, 50 times, I saw the guy and I decide. And in a strange way, in a moral way, I say, I need, if I'm doing a movie about escorting guy, about someone using drugs, I need to show it. I need to share it. I was not sure that Jonathan will give me the permission to, to share it. And when he came to the editing room, and we're talking about a very tough uh, moment, you agree with me, it's not easy to watch it. Yes, no, not at all. It's not easy to watch it. If you come to this movie, be ready. You might even right. say, I want to leave the cinema. Jonathan came to see it. I told him, Jonathan, before I publish the movie, please watch it. And he told me, Tomer, don't dare to take this situation from the movie. It's very important that I will show a mirror to our community, the queer community, and to talk about it, but not to talk about it from intellectual theory in the academy, to show to people what's going on in the club and the connection between um, escorting and sex and, 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 you know, this jungle of feeling. Thank you for that. Moving on. Finn Deerhart is no stranger to Tag's podcast. You can listen to him on episode 89. Recently, I was in San Francisco this summer and he graced our show once again. We had such a great conversation interview on episode 114. Listen to him talk about how we approach sex and how sometimes we might be unaware of what we really need and what we want when we approach sex. What is motivating your desire for sex? And what I mean is like underneath the the pleasure and the way it feels good, there's an emotional context. And there's four major areas that guys experience that if they're wanting to have like unity and love or just the sense of fusion or sensuality or maybe like to create separateness like agency and like uh you know bdsm is kind of like that to experience the polarities that we have like dominance of submission or just like raw lust and so if you can identify what it is that you're wanting and needing you have more positive sexual experiences of yourself and with other people too because most guys just kind of squeeze everything into the keyhole of sex and they're not really sure what they're looking for. 
Thank you, Finn Dearheart. That was episode 114. And thank you for listening to the countdown of some of my favorite episodes of season four of Tag's podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex. I loved every episode of season four. You can always go back. We are on every single platform. So check those out. Anyways, we are moving on next week. We are launching season five of Tag's podcast, and I am so excited for some of the changes and some of the guests. We've got some great guests coming on, plus some surprises, as well as our new updated Patreon page. You can go to patreon.com forward slash forward slash talk about gay sex. Um, follow us on social media. You can do it on any of those. Go to at tags podcast, T A G S podcast, and keep up with us. Cause that's where we continue our storyline throughout the week. When, after we launch, uh, every single Tuesday, take advantage of bluechew.com and our promo code. It's free. And it really will make you hard and last longer. You can go to bluechew.com and the promo code is TAGS, T-A-G-S, at checkout. Just pay for that $5 shipping and stay longer, stay harder, and last longer. I love it. I love it. Okay, so I hope you had a great Labor Day. Stay tuned for our upcoming Season 5 kickoff next Tuesday, September 10th. And in the meantime... Continue having hot gay sex. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER and partnership with MGM Northfield Park.